This is the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, episode number 11. Hey, teachers, welcome to the podcast where we do the hard work to uplevel ourselves and have fun along the way. I'm your host, Ashley Wolf, and I'm here to help you rock your world with mindset stories, strategies, and skills that you've probably never been taught before. Let's do the damn thing. Hello, and welcome to the final episode in the Joy Jumpstart series where we are doing the work now to increase our capacity for joy this holiday season when we are off of school. For fun, I've been theming each episode in this series with inspiration from A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. In episode nine, I was calling upon the ghost of Christmas past, and we explored the notion that our habitual thinking and past beliefs can be so well practiced that they just seem like truth. We choose over and over to call upon these beliefs into our present, often without question or even pausing to think if we want to keep these thoughts in our operating system. In episode 10, we talked about the ghost of Christmas present by discussing the difference between wanting and having, because there is a difference. And the power question that I asked was, do you still want what you already have gotten or achieved? So take a listen to those episodes if you'd either like a refresher or if you're intrigued. Before I get started, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you about my $50 Amazon gift card giveaway that ends only in a few days. To enter, please rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts and email a screenshot of it to coachwithwolf at gmail.com. The drawing will be completed on December 15th, 2021, so the winner will have time for their Amazon goodies to arrive before December 25th. Today we will talk about the ghost of Christmas yet to come. A few episodes ago, I alluded to this concept of creating your future in the present. The future is our property, says Dan Sullivan, business coach extraordinaire. And this means that we are the ones who create it because we are the ones who own it. Also, the future is only alive in our imaginations as is the past. Isn't that something? The same parts of the brain responsible for remembering our past are the same parts of the brain that are able to imagine what our future will be like. It's just amazing. And as a librarian, I am compelled to cite an article from the Scientific American Journal with this information for your further educational enjoyment and the link is in the show notes. So in the last episode where I talk about the difference between wanting and having, I challenged you to spend time practicing the feeling of wanting what you currently have. And also think back to the time in your life when maybe you did not have this person or item or goal in your life and tap back into the intense feeling of desire that you once had. It's a powerful exercise that I guide you through, complete with its own worth sheet and all. One of my podcast listeners reached out to me a few days ago and said that this exercise immediately helped her when she was having a particularly challenging morning before work. 
uh, on her drive to school, she listened to episode 10 and thought about her past self wanting a partner, a husband, and wanting to be in a supportive and loving relationship with someone that she actually had now. She was so open with me as she described how she was able to recognize this past desire, identify the incredible situation that she had created for herself and having her husband now, and that she kind of softened up and resolved parts of the issue that she had been upset about just an hour or so previous to that moment. And I'm so grateful that she shared this with me because it showed me that my podcast content is helpful to my listeners. And this is why I put in the hours to write content and produce my show. I want to help you. And so I'm so glad that she allowed me into that little story of hers. So if you have a success story from the work that you've done after listening to my podcast, please email me about it. I'd love to hear and I'd love to celebrate it with you and celebrate your growth. Uh, the above story is a shining example of doing the hard work to uplevel ourselves. So my podcast listener was recalling this desire from her past in order to remind herself of the richness of her current situation of having a partner. Today's work is much the same, where we will list out people, things, goals, ideas that we want to have or achieve in the future using the energy and the feeling of already having it. How does that work, Wolf? Oh, I'm glad you asked. What we do is we guide the brain and the body into this state, this emotional place of having something we deeply desire by reminding ourselves of what we already have. We remind ourselves of how rich our lives truly are right now. We satisfy the desire with recognition and gratitude, and then we sprinkle in some wants that are currently just out of our reach, maybe even a little bit intimidating, but exciting at the same time. And we are creating a written list today of 25 things that we want. Most of them we will already have, which will help bring about these feelings of abundance and joy. And the fun part is, when we strategically place an item on our list that we don't have yet as we are generating this feeling of already having it, we say it in such a way to where it sounds like we have it now. I love doing this list and I've done several of them over the years and it's funny they change and I keep them and I, I kind of read over them and it is so funny to see what I've achieved that were once uh, dreams of mine to achieve and what I maybe, you know, don't even care to have anymore. Like there are things on the list that I used to want. They aren't wants for me anymore. And that's cool too. I love doing this list at a time when the children around me, especially my son is unknowingly, is unknowingly practicing this same technique in his multiple letters to Santa. In my son's mind, he has zero doubt that he will get what he's asking for. He's seven. He's in first grade. <laughs> he has no doubt in his mind at all that he's writing his letter to Santa, asking for lots of goodies, sealing it up, placing it in the mailbox, and then denying my husband and I any explanation or even a hint of what could be in the letter. It's magical. And this is only one of the reasons I love Christmas. I get to live in this magic 
with my family. When my son is writing his letter to Santa, he's envisioning what he wants. And he's envisioning himself getting these requests fulfilled on Christmas morning. He is laser focused on his description of these items to Santa. And he is embodying the very emotion as he smiles to himself while writing of what he will feel like on Christmas Day when he discovers all his loot. (laughs) My son is writing out the end result. He's not concerned or even thinking about the process of making the toys. That's Santa's job. (laughs) Miles is occupied by the story he's telling to Santa about the results that he'd like to create on Christmas Day. Another thing that my son and all other kids writing their letters to Santa aren't doing, they're not questioning their worth as a human, their enoughness, their value. And they're not making up a bunch of bullshit stories about how they don't deserve what they're asking for. That drama is for adults like you and me who are offered some life experiences and make some of it mean that we aren't good enough to have the life we dream about. What a load of horse shit. Yet, I digress. And I will talk about this horse shit more in a bit. I promise. (laughs) So back to the pure magic of my child asking Santa for an ungodly amount of stuff and keeping it a secret for my husband and I. I venture to guess that this creative and emotional experience of when Miles is writing his letters to Santa is just as powerful as the moment when he realizes that he's gotten what he's asked for in real life. My son, like so many children, believes without a shred of doubt that he will get what he has asked for. It's magical. And that is available to everyone, every child and every adult. Why? Because we all have brains. We all have the ability to create. And we all have emotional frequencies that come from our thoughts. When my son is in this zone, I can only imagine that his actions are led by feelings of faith, hope, abundance, joy, and love. And those emotions most likely come from thoughts like, Santa will give me what I want. Christmas time is when I get more toys. I love getting new toys. See, it's so simple. And it's so pure. And even though my husband and I do our best to fulfill the list our son creates, we don't get him everything. Because we believe that having these things isn't the true path to happiness necessarily in the long term. But we also believe that the magic of the season is something that we want to perpetuate into the future. We love it and we enjoy watching our son love it too. Going back to not giving him everything is almost a comparison to me reading over my list from five years ago when I wanted um, a Cadillac XT5. But now I have a Toyota Tundra. (laughs) Like I'm smiling so big as I say this because it's like, So what? I don't have exactly what I wanted. I created something else that I want now. And so that's almost a comparison of like not getting everything on your list and that being totally okay. So imagine if you were writing out your list of 25 things that you want in your life with the belief that it was just a matter of time before you got them. And you did it without a single attachment 
to your worth as a human or your level of deservingness. We call this reckless abandon. You just put it out there. No mind drama necessary. And you also understand that if you don't get it all, that's going to be a-okay. This can be the power of making your list of 25 things that you want in your life. You can experience this satisfying relief of having what you've wanted for so long, mixed in with the wanting of someone or something that you don't yet have, but you believe so hard that it's on its way to you. And in having that faith, you are paving the way to living what it would feel like to realize what your life will be when you do have it, when you have helped create it, when you appreciate yourself for doing the work of making your goal become a reality. But your shit's going to come up. Your adult self with some old habit thinking and deep doubts may come to the surface and put a damper on the spark that is trying to grow into a fire. You're well-practiced and based on the past beliefs, will rise up and say things like, you know, you really can't have that because of blank. Who do you think you are wanting all this for yourself? What have you done to prove that you deserve this? You don't deserve this. You're not worthy of this because of blank. This is where I help you as your coach. This is why we're here doing this work. All that shit's going to come up. And right then, we have a moment where we can stand up to your crap stories, or we can stop and try on a new thought to see how it feels. But before we get ahead of ourselves, here's a sneak peek into what a coach like me might be doing in times when we are really dreaming big, and all of our crap comes up, which usually has to do with how it's all going to happen instead of having faith, like my son Miles has in Santa, that it just will happen. One of my clients really, really, really wants a national collegiate dance team championship title in his future. And as a coach, I already know that goal is as good as done. It's just a matter of time before I am a witness to the success that he will experience with tears streaming down both of our faces. That's what being a life coach is all about, believing so hard in my clients, believing so hard in you, and believing so hard in your dreams that I hold your hand through the scariest parts of working through and achieving your dreams. It's like walking through a dark forest of all these unknowns and these scary noises and what's in front of me with the faith that the pot of gold is just on the other side. And I'm here with you every step of the way, because when you dream big enough, you're bound to go through some scary stuff. It's not going to kill you, but your primitive brain certainly believes that it will. So a coach like me helps you from quitting on yourself and your precious dreams. So let's go make that list. Are you ready to ask yourself what you want? No, I mean, what you really want for real? What do you secretly want in your life that maybe you've never told anybody? And don't worry, it's just you and me. And honestly, even if you said it out loud, I won't be able to hear you. (laughs) Prepare yourself to be open to your wildest dreams for your future with the acknowledgement of how powerful and creative you are to have manifested your current reality from just your thoughts. 
So when you're ready, with a pen and paper, write down the numbers 1 through 12 along the left side of your paper. Then go up to the middle of your page and write down the numbers 13 through 25 along the middle. Write down four people, items, goals that you've achieved that are already in your life on one through four. Pause for a second after each one and call up the emotions when you recognize what you have that you used to want. Maybe you'll feel excited, overjoyed, appreciative, grateful, or happy. Whatever emotions come up, remind yourself how worthy you are of these possibilities because you've already created them. It's as good as done because it is. Now on the fifth line, write down something that you really, really want, but you don't have it yet. Maybe it's a trip to Europe, a new car, a husband or wife, a child or a different job title, whatever it is. As you write it down, create the feeling of already having it in your life. Y'all, I'm just getting excited for you. (laughs) So here's mine. Number one, I want a husband and I have Eric. Number two, I want a child and I have Miles. Number three, I want a new car and I have a Toyota Tundra and it's sitting, you know what? It's not sitting in the driveway. I'm actually sitting in it right now recording this podcast because my husband and son are in uh, one of our Airbnb rentals that we manage and they're still asleep and I want to get excited with you guys and I know I'm going to get loud. So I'm sitting in my brand new truck. (laughs) Number four. I want backyard chickens and they're all scratching around out there. And actually, since we're on vacation, they're all in their their coop, which has a run that is 20 feet by eight feet. They got plenty of room, water and fresh food. Don't worry. And number five, I want my dad to live in a beautiful father-in-law suite on our property. And he's right over there enjoying his coffee looking out over the pond in our backyard. As I said that, did you automatically create the vision in your head along with me? Just me typing this list of five things on my computer in preparation for this podcast was super powerful for me. For that last item about my dad, I can see him with such a look of satisfaction and peace on his face on a misty morning in November of 2022, as he enjoys his morning coffee out on his back porch. And I'm on my back porch and I can see him. And I'm struck by what I've created in my life up to this point and what I will continue to use my brain power for, creating more of the life I truly want. I just now noticed about my top five things that earning or manifesting a certain amount of money wasn't part of it. And for me, this is a big one because this time last year, money, like a certain amount of money was always in my top five. This is because I've shifted from thinking about money goals as the end game to thinking about money goals as just a part of the how of getting more of what I want. As a small, quick example, when I think of the cost of building a father-in-law suite in my backyard, I know it'll be close to like $100,000. But if I allow my brain to get all fogged up and bogged down with the specifics of where that money will come from and what if we run out and this is just too much, then I'm taking away the magic moment that I believe 
that this can happen for us. Just like my son writing his letters to Santa, believing that it's just bound to work out on Christmas Day, I need to be open enough with myself and knowing that my dad will be on that back porch someday soon. And because of that belief, the how will not get in my way. The how will not be a reason to quit. My feeling of commitment drives my actions to take one step at a time until we are at the top of that staircase. And my feeling of commitment doesn't fall from the sky. My feeling of commitment comes from my well-practiced belief of, I take care of my family. That is my chosen thought. What about you? What are four things that you currently have that you love? What is one more person or thing that you want, but you don't quite have yet? Write it out on your list. And after this first set is done, you repeat three more times to make 25. Four things you already have, one thing you don't have yet. Remember, the feelings that will come are super powerful and worth noticing, worth experiencing, and worth processing. After your list is filled out, I want you to take a moment and really look at everything that you have that you've created in your life. Give yourself some credit or at least, you know, give yourself credit for creating it or at least having a hand in it. After all, you didn't just sit in the middle of the living room floor, eyes closed for a few years only to open them and see all your stuff surrounding you. No, you thought about what you wanted. You felt a certain commitment in making that a reality and you went after it. Now is your time to dream bigger than you've ever allowed yourself to dream before. Experience the joy of having that be your life now. Examine your thoughts that come up when your brain goes to work on up-leveling yourself in your life. Some of your thoughts might be crap, and you just kind of let those slide on as if they're in a conveyor belt, and you're just kind of like watching these thoughts go by. Shitty thoughts, let them go. Let them go on down the conveyor belt. The ones that are really going to bring up these feelings of value to you, commitment, love, joy, pick those thoughts up. Look at them closely and say, huh, I want to hold on to this. And also notice how the simple things in your life can bring you the most pure love and joy. You may not know exactly when your dreams will become a reality, but if you feel the excitement and passion of creating what you want your life to be, your brain won't know the difference between wanting it and having it. You're practicing the feeling of having it now and understanding your own true power in creating your life on purpose from a place of grateful love. I have so enjoyed this episode and I hope that you have some benefit from it. Please email me at coachwithwolf at gmail.com and share your stories of success or your stories of joy. And thank you for coming along this three-part series of the Joy Jumpstart And I hope you have an incredible winter break. And we'll see you next time. If you got something out of today's show, I invite you to subscribe so you never miss a future episode. I'd also love to see you in the Teacher Mindset Coach Facebook group so we can nerd out on mindset work as a community of badass teachers. 
And remember, you can always email me at coachwithwolf, W-O-L-F-E, at gmail.com. Now go be awesome. See you next time.